Well, I have a sermon here today that is just what we call a standalone sermon. In other words, it's not part of a series. Um, and so I just finished one series. You can go to our website and look at those, um, those messages. But then we're about to start another series uh, next week. You don't want to um, miss it. And it's simply called The Table. The Table. And I, I, am, I have been working on this in my heart for a while now. And... Through the last um, season of, of last year, uh, God was bringing, uh, just bringing me through something. And in that season, um, he used the word table and this passage of scripture that I'm going to share with you starting next week about what that looks like. So it's a four-week series, and it's really all about who is sitting at your table and who should not be sitting at your table and, um, and then who y- you should be inviting um, at your table. So I know it's kind of vague, but just trust me, it's going to, I think it's really going to bless you as, as it is uh, ministered to me. And, uh, and, and I tell you, God is going to, uh, I hope that God, God does minister to you as he has with me. So today's message is simply called Beauty Through Unity. Beauty Through Unity. Uh, the church is the bride, and Jesus is the bridegroom. He's coming back one of these days for his bride, when he returns and takes us home. And Jesus wants his bride to be beautiful. We have a young couple uh, in our church, actually they're here today, and they're going to be getting married this weekend. I'm actually doing the ceremony, and so I'm super excited. I've done uh, their uh, pre-marriage counseling and, and everything, and so, you know, they, it's wedding week for them, and so we're excited. And, um, but I know this, there's going to be a very beautiful bride at that wedding, and I know this. There's going to be a very beautiful bride called the church in heaven one day. But we don't have to wait till heaven to get there because we can be beautiful now. The bride of Christ can be beautiful. And so here are some ways that I think the bride of Christ can show their beauty. The, the, the biggest way I think that the, that the bride can show forth her beauty is through unity. The unity of the Holy Spirit. The unity of the Holy Spirit will help make us beautiful. That is the main thing we're talking about today. How unity brings beauty to the body of Christ, to the bride. So what are some ways that the bride of Christ can show beauty through her unity? We've got three things I want to talk to you about today. First of all, we, um, we show our beauty whenever we protect her purity. We te- protect the purity of the church. One way the church can come together in unity is we protect her purity. A bride needs to look a certain way. The bride of Christ needs to act a certain way towards each other and the world. She needs to be pure. Just like but just like a bride, it's easy to see how the how bride could could lose her purity while living in this in this world. We need to do whatever it takes to protect the purity of the bride of Christ. So, how can we protect her purity? Well, it begins by number one, just simply protecting the bride, protecting the bride. Um, let me give you an illustration. Let's say if if um, this coming weekend. 
the bride is going to be part of this beautiful, awesome wedding. And she's walking down the aisle. And she doesn't notice this yet. But on the back of her dress, there's this, you know, long, dark thread or cloth that has been attached to her dress. She doesn't see it. But the person who's let her go out of the room, out of the, the bridal suite, sees it. What, what is that person going to do? That person is going to do everything they can to stop and let the bride just stop right there and, and remove whatever cloth or whatever fabric is on the back of her dress because it's all about protecting the bride, making the bride beautiful. Now, let's suppose that that person said, uh, that's, that's no big deal. Nobody will really notice. Of course they will notice. They will notice because you have white, you have a white gown and you have this dark fabric contrasting that and you want to just pull that off real quick. Make sure that the bride is protected. So, and that means you and I can do the same thing to protect the bride and it deals with how we treat one another. How we treat one another. Are we going to allow people in the bride of Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ, are we going to allow things of this world to make them look bad? Now, there are certain things that people do that they're going to have consequences. And there's going to be some things that will happen in their life that you just can't control. But there are some things that you and I can do as, as another brother and sister in Christ that we can go before them. We can help protect them and to make sure that, um, that you know, they, they are looking good, that they're walking with the Lord. And we'd be able to, to make sure that they are, um, that they're displaying the beauty of the bride. I love this in Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 2 through 6. And I'm going to be uh, on a few, several passages of scripture, not in one particular, uh, in one particular passage, but in Ephesians chapter 4, Verses 2 through 6. And it says this. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One, uh, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all. Now, in that passage... It's talking about how we need to be unified. And one of the ways we can be unified is how we treat one another. We've got to treat each other in the, in the way that passage shares. When humility and gentleness and patience and in love. So we've got to protect the bride. And then we've got to sometimes correct the bride. We have to notify one another if we are not portraying the bride as we should. This is called being accountable to one another. But again, we've got to go back to the first part and, and do that in love. We need to be honest with each other in a humble and gentle way. What does that look like? I love what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 24 through 25. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, 
correcting his opponents with gentleness, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. You and I, we walk into this world, and, and it, within the church, we will need to, every once in a while, correct one another. But we've got to do it in love. At the Bennett House, we're correcting kids all the time. But whenever we're correcting one another in love, it's a little different than raising kids. It's just being able to come together and say, you know, I love you, and this, I, I need to share this with you. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it is done with gentleness and patience. So we've got to protect her purity. We've got to protect the purity of the bride. What's the next way that we can show uh, unity? We, is we dedicate ourselves in the diversity of how God has created this. In other words, we dedicate her diversity. When the bride of Christ dedicates herself in using the diverse gifts God has given, nothing can stop her. God has given each, every one of us certain gifts and abilities. He loves that the bride is so diverse. He's created the bride to be just that. And so the bride, in order to show the beauty and to show unity, is to be able to, to display that diversity of how God has made us and how God has brought us to together. Do you know that you are part of this church because of how God has made you and what skills and abilities he has given to you? Whether it be leading worship, working with kids, even sewing. We have people in our church who sew Things, fabrics together to make things look good. Yeah. I mean, you, you have all kinds of gifts and abilities that you can give to the Lord. And we are celebrating. We can celebrate that diversity. It's kind of like beauty pageants. Think about it. Beauty pageant winners showcase their diversity through variety of talents and abilities. It shows that they're not one-dimensional. Jesus does not want the bride to be one-dimensional and just you know, be blah. You know, Jesus wants the bride to show her diversity. And not just in gifts and abilities and stuff, but backgrounds, uh, how people are raised, whether they grew up in money and, or, or no money, where they, you know, they grew up on, in, in, in the north or grew up in the south. We want them all, okay? Every race, every, every, every background, because God has given to us so many diverse people in our church, and he wants to use that. When we dedicate ourselves to the gifts God has given us, we will better understand our place as part of the bride. Now, that, I'm going to say that again. When we dedicate ourselves to the gifts that God has given to us, your gifts, we will better understand, you will better understand your place as part of the bride. It brings unity. It brings unity on that. In this same passage in uh, chapter, in, in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 through 13, it says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be what? Built up, until we all reach, what big word? Unity 
in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In that passage, he talks about how God has created each of us with different kind of gifts, and it all points to unity, and unity brings beauty. Unity showcases the beauty of Christ, and we can be unified even with the, a wide variety, diversity of gifts. The bride shows her beauty when she operates under the gifts according to what God has given to her. When you understand your giftedness and are active in the church with that gift, you are showing the beauty of the bride. Now, I've done several weddings in my lifetime. I've, I've preached weddings. I've, 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 I've sang at weddings. I've done lots of things. There are some gifts that God has given to me uh, with weddings, and uh, whether it be singing or preaching. But let's say if I say, you know, I think, I think God has given me some other gifts. I think I, think I need to do the bride's hair. I, can, I think I need to do the bride's hair. So if I go back and say, okay, y'all move. I'm, I'm the one who's doing the, 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 the service, the preaching service, and so I'm in charge here, so I'm going to do the bride's hair. So I'm doing the bride's hair. Well, we all know that's going to turn out horrible, you know. And, or let's say this. Let's say if I want to be the one who bakes and decorates the cake. If I bake and decorate the cake, okay, I don't bake anything. I, I just, I don't. I barely know how to turn on her oven. Um, but if the cake was made by me, it would be awful. Why? Because that's not my gift, my gift is not to do cakes. I eat cakes. I don't, I don't make them. I don't do hair, okay? And especially girls' hair, especially a bride's hair. And it would be awful for the bride and for the wedding if I stepped out of my giftedness and sort of demanded that I do certain things. Can I tell you something? When, when you and I... In the body of Christ, in the bride of Christ, when we step out of our giftedness and want to do something else, it creates a mess. It makes a bride ugly. It does. I've seen it. I've seen it in church life. You may be asking, what's my gift? Ask the Lord to reveal that to you. He will show through prayer, through other people, and through serving opportunities. There's serving opportunities here at Lake Point Church. Okay, we're starting to fill some of those volunteer spots with people. We got people showing up early to do coffee, people showing up to bring in chairs, people uh, uh, passing out bulletins, people working with kids, people running sound. We've got all kinds of different people coming in and helping with this in their giftedness. And a lot of times, the things that you really like to do, the things that interest you, are the things that you are called to do. For example, at the end of last year, we had, <clears throat> we had an opening in our children's ministry and our preschool ministry. And we had somebody in our church say, you know, I, I've got 15 years experience or more of leading kids. I used to run my own daycare. Guess what? She's, she's there with our kids right now. And she's got some volunteers. And she's doing a great job. 
I've got uh, some other uh, couples, young couple who told me last week, they're like, hey, who do you have helping with students right now? I was like, well, uh, it's, it's kind of me and, um, and, and my wife and a couple others, but, yeah, you know, I, I got kids there, and so I probably shouldn't really need, need to be there and stuff. And so they're like, you know, we want to start, me and my husband, we want to start coming to youth on Wednesday nights, and we want to kind of be part of that team, and we want to help. So they're showing up at the next youth um, Wednesday night gathering at Lake Point Station. And so, and, and, and there's lots of different stories of different people saying, I like hospitality. I like helping people. Well, guess what? They're making coffee. You know, they're situating those kinds of things. I like talking to people. Well, we put the talkers out, out front, shaking hands. Okay? We put them out front. They can talk. And we love that. So it's all about just kind of getting involved in whatever God has just inspired you to do. And it, 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 all, it, just, takes, it just takes you just saying, okay, I, I just want to do something, whether it be serving on a committee, okay, or, or serving in, in youth and kids or, or whatever. Come set up chairs. Set up here. We need some more help with that. And whatever it is, just get involved. Get involved and you will see the bride of Christ at work in her beauty. So, how do we show beauty through unity? We protect. We protect her purity. We keep her pure. Okay? Keep her pure. And then we also dedicate her diversity. Okay? We dedicate her diversity. You dedicate yourselves to your giftedness and how diverse you are and how you make the church. And the third thing is we abide in her adversity. We abide in her adversity, meaning this, we stay strong. We abide together through the tough times. We abide together. We stay together through the tough times. And churches go through tough times. Absolutely, they do. We've got to abide on that. You've seen some of these YouTube videos of weddings and I don't want to frighten the young couple that has their wedding this week. But you, you've seen those, those sort of catastrophes, you know, where the, the groom is standing and all of a sudden he faints and falls down to the floor, okay? Or the background just falls down. Or the pastor, the one leading the, the ceremony, you know, falls down or trips or the bride trips or, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it, they're really funny unless they happen to you. We're going to pray that didn't happen this weekend. But... But it, it's kind of funny, but it, it brings adversity to a wedding. And guess what? Guess what happens to those weddings? They still get married. They still get married. It doesn't matter. Now, they may have to wake up the groom who just fainted on the floor, you know, and make sure everything's good. But guess what? They prop them back up there, and they get married. Because why, why? Because they came to get married. It doesn't matter what happened. Our oldest daughter, Madison, got married on April 10th this past year. That morning, my mother passed away. Y'all, most of y'all know that. The same day, did the wedding go on? You betcha. Because my mom would have been mad at me <laughs> if we stopped that wedding because of her situation. And we kept going. How difficult it was. Oh, goodness. Adversity, 
There's lots of adversity that happens. But we have got to abide together and we've got to continue going on and marching forward in what God has called us to do. The world will take notice of how we react to adversity and trials. The world will take notice how we react to adversity and trials. As a church, our community, our community has taken notice and will take notice of how we are presenting ourselves and how we are responding to adversity in our lives and things that will happen in our church. And so we show the beauty of Christ by how we respond. We must keep going. Doesn't matter what happens. God says keep marching forward. We keep marching forward by the grace and the power of God. And that's how we show our beauty. That's how we show our beauty. And it's not the beauty of Lake Point Church. No, it's the beauty of Christ. It's the beauty of Christ. I love this passage in James. James 1, 2 through 4, it says, it says this, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let the perver- perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The bride abides in her adversity. It shows unity that we stick together no matter what comes our way. So the bride is beautiful. The bride is beautiful through her unity. How do we, how do we get unity? We, we protect her purity, the purity of the bride. We, we de- dedicate ourselves to her diversity, how God has wired us, how God, and we serve, okay? And then we abide in her adversity. In the adversity, the troubled times, we keep going strong. But can I tell you something? There is someone who doesn't always think that the bride is beautiful. Now, you would think, surely, who would think that the bride isn't really beautiful? I mean, is it the guest? Have you ever been in a wedding? Probably you shouldn't raise your hand on this. But have you ever been in a wedding and thought, hmm, she's, she's not that pretty? You know, don't, don't confess that. You might want to confess that to the Lord later on. But... The guests shouldn't be critical of the bride. Could it be the family? Critical of how the bride looks, her beauty? Is it the preacher? They won't be the preacher this Saturday. I can tell you that. Is it the groom? Better not be the groom. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's only, there's really one main person who's critical of how the bride looks. You know who it is? It's the bride. It's the bride. Think about it. She's standing there. It's like, oh, I just, I should have fixed my hair different. Or my complexion's not right. Or I shouldn't ate that chocolate a couple of nights ago. And I got a zit. Or I should have, you know, lost more weight. Or, or whatever it is. Or this dress just doesn't go with. And, and she's critical. And she's, and she's looking at the mirror. And, and you know that the bride, for most brides, that's who is the most critical. The bride of herself. Of all the people in a wedding ceremony, no one is more critical of the bride and the bride herself. 
She becomes her, her worst own critic. This is exactly what happens to the bride of Christ. We are so critical of ourselves. We're so critical of ourselves. I'm not talking about you being critical of you personally, but I'm talking about the bride being critical of the bride. And let me tell you something. I have, I have learned as a pastor, especially over this past year, I have learned that when people start being critical of the bride, people who are part of the bride, being critical to other people who are part of the bride, it creates lots of problems. Lots of problems. Even if it's just murmuring or just talking, just talking to one person, you know, or talking to this other person or whatever. And it creates lots of problems when people who are part of the bride are critical of other people who are also part of the bride. It creates problems. And let me tell you, I'm talking about also, I'm not talking about just within our church. I'm talking about within other people who maybe attend other churches, okay? Or other churches in general. Well, that church just blah, 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 blah. Or that, that person, I'm surprised they even go to church. Blah, 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 blah. No, whatever. And so it's easy to have the bent towards criticism. Why? Because we're, we're sinners. We're born in that. We're, it's easy to be critical. But we've got to make sure that we are not critical of, of the bride because whether they're in our same church or outside and go another church, they're part of the bride. The bride is not just Lake Point Church. The bride is the bride all the way around the world. And when we are critical of one another, the world sees it. The world sees it. So I'm asking you, as our pastor, just we've got to make sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, because let me tell you, my flesh, <laughs> my flesh could easily go there with a few people and be very critical. But Lord is teaching me, <clears throat> he is teaching me some things. And it's tough. I got a lot of people praying for me. I really do. Thank you for those who are praying for me. So is that, I'm, just, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. We all, we all need to make sure we are not critical of the bride of Christ, those who are part of the bride. But one thing I've learned in my years of ministry, this is a truth. This is not in some book. This, I mean, this is just an observation. It's not even in God's, I mean, it's just an observation, all right? So take it for what it's worth. This is Frank Bennett's wisdom, if you want to call it that. It's simple. The outside world thinks the bride is more beautiful than the bride herself. The outside world thinks the bride is more beautiful than the bride herself. You know, when I talk to people who don't, I mean, they, they're not believers, and I could pretty, I have, a, I have a pretty good sense of, of, you know, kind of where they are in their life. You know, after a few minutes of talking and, and stuff, and I can kind of pick up on the fact, all right, well, this, this person's not a follower of Christ, and 
So I, a lot of times I'll just start praying in my head for them as I'm talking. And I'll ask, Lord, what do you want me to say to them? And, you know, that kind of stuff. But can I tell you something? I've never met anyone. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've met very, very few people that I can maybe put on one hand who, who have kind of been a little critical of the church. But I've talked to lots of people who are not part of the bride of Christ and they're not critical of the church at all. In fact, they're like, oh, I, I saw that Lake Point Church did this or, or not even just Lake Point Church, other churches in our community. And so they're not really critical of, of what the church is doing. And in fact, I think there's more people in the church who are more critical of the church than people who are outside the church. That is my observation. The outside world thinks the bride is more beautiful than the bride herself. Jesus wants his bride to know she is beautiful. The bride doesn't think she's beautiful because she is so critical of herself. She's locked in her bridal suite, not liking what she sees. Church, are you locked in your bridal suite thinking you're not beautiful? And I'm not talking outside appearance. I'm talking about things in your life. You know, there are, there are things in our lives that we could just pick up that it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm so ashamed or I don't, I don't even want to go to church because everybody's going to be looking at me. <laughs> or I don't, I don't know where to begin with dealing with the things that have happened to me or maybe the things that I've done that have caused this in my life. And so maybe, maybe you're someone that you're so critical of yourself that you're locked in your bridal suite. We, um, I just wanna let you know that God thinks you're beautiful. He does. Why? If you've accepted Christ as Savior, then Christ makes you beautiful from the inside out. Christ is the one who makes you beautiful. So whatever you've done, that can easily be taken care of by just confessing sin and saying, Jesus, just be with me. Help me. Save me. And if you've come to faith in Jesus and maybe you've strayed away, which happens a lot, just come back to him. You know the way home. Just come back to him and just simply say, Jesus, all this junk that I have, you know what that looks like. You know what I have. And I need you to take care of it. And guess what? He will. You just got to trust in him that he will take care of those things. So if you don't think you're beautiful, Jesus wants to make you beautiful. He wants to make you beautiful. I'm gonna ask just Logan if he can come up and play something on the piano. Um, and I want, you to, I want you to think about kind of what I've talked about. You know, maybe, maybe you've heard people who are being critical of the church, of the Big C Church, and maybe we just, we need to take some time to pray for those people. 
We need to take time to pray for those people. Because guess what? There are people who are critical of the church. And nine times out of 10, it's the bride. It's people who are part of the bride. So another challenge is this. Maybe, maybe you have been critical of, of the bride and you need to confess some of that. Maybe you need to go before the Father and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that. I've had to do some confession myself. Just like, oh God, I just, I need to watch what I think, <laughs> watch what I say. It's so easy to go there. That's being real. At Lake Point Church, we do real. I don't know how to do anything else. We do real. We don't do, there's no fake Frank. This is real. And so I hope you would be real with the Holy Spirit today as well. So if, you, if there's people in your life that you know they've been critical, pray for them. Or if you've been critical, pray for them. But there's also a, another call, and that is this. I want you to understand this, that God longs to make you beautiful on the inside. And it always starts on the inside. So if, if you've strayed away from him, he's ready to receive you. Loving arms, ready. It doesn't matter what you've done. Don't try to wash your car at home before you bring in the car wash. It's the same way with your life. Don't try to do man-made things, human things to make yourself look clean before you go. It doesn't work like that. So whether you've strayed away or you've never accepted him as Lord and Savior, you got junk in your life and your heart, you need to offload. Guess what? He's ready to release that from you. He's ready for that to be broken off of you and you be made clean and made right with him. So what I'm going to ask you to do in just a moment, I want you to stand. I'm going to be at the front. Some of our elders will gladly be up the front as people come down. But you don't have to, you don't have to pray with them or you can't pray with them. The altar is open. But I want you to go in, in the gap. And there, there could be other people you could be praying for. It doesn't just have to be whether they've been critical. There's some needs in our community, in our church. In just a moment, we're actually going to pray for one in particular. But right now, let's just let's focus on where God has us. So at this time, everyone stand. Everyone stand. And um, let me say a word of prayer. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to have his way. And we're going to be at the front. This, this is open. This is God's time. This is God's time. Heavenly Father, we ask you that your Holy Spirit will run free in this place. Let there be freedom. I pray, Father, that you release the bondage of shame and sin in people's lives. Release the bondage of, of being a critical spirit. Lord, that critical spirit we chase out of you in the name of Jesus. We chase out of the bride of Christ. So, Father, we come before you in Jesus' name.